when the universe sends me multiple signals from multiple directions, that is usually my cue to look into that. And I want to say for the last three months, I've been getting a ton of women who are needing guidance, support, and coaching in balancing out their hormones. And so I'm called to speak about this in greater detail here. So the question is, what steps do women need to take to balance their hormones out in a healthy and expansive way? If you are experiencing hormonal decline, if you're experiencing hormonal irregularities, if you're in that perimenopausal or even in menopause. I'm Coach Terrence Thomas and welcome to the Maximum Vitality Podcast. I think it was around 2002 when I first became interested in hormones and in particular balancing out and coaching women on how to balance out their hormones. It was it was really out of sheer necessity because I was dating someone at the time who had some hormonal issues at the time. Um, I didn't know that per se, but my intuition and my knowledge of basic health led me to believe that uh, more specifically, she was taking birth control pills. And even at the time, I was like, okay, why are you taking those? And I always have to ask because people take them for different reasons. Some take them for our, the obvious reason, which is to prevent pregnancy. But oftentimes, as I learned even back then, that birth control pills are prescribed to regulate women's menstrual cycles. Typically, if they're not uh, having a cycle or if the cycle is kind of off where they're maybe it's too heavy or something like that. So at any rate. She goes, the only way that I have a period is if I'm on the pill. So my my wheel started to turn and my my faith in the innate intelligence of the human body to work properly kicked in. And I said, hmm, if the only way that you are able to get a period is by taking birth control pills that is a red flag and we must conduct an inquiry as to why that is now this is where my journey began in understanding this process so I was like okay what is it about her physiology that only allows her to get a period 
with birth control? Why isn't this happening? Nat- why isn't this happening naturally? And what are the blocking factors behind her getting a period without the use of birth control? What if I told you you're only a few steps away, a few skills away from getting in your best shape ever, taking charge of your health and dominating your life, loaded with energy and stamina, armed with bulletproof health and in a body that won't quit. But in order to do this, you must make the shift. Shift your mindset, shift your methods, and shift your metabolism out of disease mode and into the vitality and fat burning zone. Are you ready to activate? Go to www.activatewebinar.com forward slash workbook. So I began to investigate and ask questions and learn more about her as we continued our relationship. And honestly, it was it was very interesting how much of an organic process it was in that because I had very little solid knowledge of functional medicine and endocrinology like I do now it was all intuitive when I look back on it so it was quite interesting the only thing I was relying on at the time was my understanding of basic human physiology when it comes to okay um, if you're taking in these nutrients your body should work this way or and and kind of doing a, a, a reverse engineering process to say okay what is the body lacking if this is happening and how do we what do we do to support it or is there are there any blocking factors are there any offenders that is are preventing her nervous her hormonal system from from functioning properly so she started telling me her history and her prior dietary habits and and those types of things and I just started collecting the dots um, grew up she grew up on a lot of uh, grains and pasta and gluten which had her having bouts of being slightly overweight and she was telling me that again her period wasn't regular for a long time and she was having digestive issues and those types of things so I'm just checking off the boxes trying to find some correlations to all the symptoms and all of that and then lo and behold I ended up I don't even know if I was googling it I can't even remember how much uh internet or researchability that was going on in 2002 but I ended up coming across a condition called PCOS or polycystic ovarian syndrome it was quite new at the time and sure enough when I started researching more about PCOS sure enough she checked off all the boxes so crazy enough I ended up collecting enough data to to suggest that she may have PCOS and sure enough I want to say about six months later she ended up going to her doctor and she ended up getting the ultrasounds and all the protocols that 
you would do to, 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 to clear someone of this. And sure enough, boom, she had PCOS. So that led me to start to now figure out, okay, what do we need to do dietarily? What do we need to do from a nutritional support standpoint and supplement standpoint? And we were able to get her to the point where she was able to get a period without any birth control. And we got that regulated. We got all the gluten out of her diet. And we were just able to to get her hormonal system as supported as we we could with the knowledge and, and, and resources that we had at the time. So it ended up working out well. And I'm pretty sure that she was not able to conceive before we met and probably while we were still dating. But um, she did get healthy enough to to conceive at one point um, after we were after our relationship had ended. So that was my initial exposure to understanding and having this interest in female hormones and and just the functionality and the endocrinology and and fem- and helping women balance that out. So over the years as I've gotten further into my studies and training and functional medicine and clinical nutrition and things like that I was everything just obviously became more more clear and over the years I've 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 had to do this and help clients balance out their hormones many a day I've I can't tell you how many times I've gotten women it typically kicks in around well I want to say about 10 years ago it was around between 48 and 52 is when most women think I'm going to use I'm using quotation marks they think they're in menopause but I've at this point I've had so many women think they were in menopause but as soon as I ended up changing their diet and gave them the right nutritional support they ended up getting their period back um for a few more years which if you understand how the hormonal system works that can have long-term ramifications on overall health and quality of life as you get older so this is where I started to really have a framework and to be able to help clients consistently with these with these challenges so when someone typically comes to me with a hormonal challenge I ended up going through this mental checklist so if someone comes to me let's take menopause for example where essentially menopause is essentially where the the whole in the, the female reproductive dance the reproductive cycle is ceasing meaning you know it's then then the common the common belief is that oh it's it's a natural part of aging which is sort of true but i think over the years menopause is happening earlier and earlier because of the additional stressors that are now present in everywhere and in, in the environment air water electromagnetic across the board 
So as a result of these increased stressors and as a result of these stressors being introduced at earlier ages, females are they're essentially burning out their hormonal systems earlier because essentially you know by the time a woman gets to 35 nowadays they would have been exposed to the cumulative stress that a woman 20 30 40 years ago wouldn't have wouldn't have experienced until they were in their 60s possibly even 70s so essentially what we're seeing is the the effects of cumulative chronic stressors being introduced at earlier ages so that's essentially what i think about so i immediately start to say okay what is it about what what can we start to what fires can we start to put out to see if we can get this person's hormonal system to behave again if if we can at all so this is where i start which means okay what are the blocking factors what are the overt what are the obvious blocking factors that this person is experiencing? So I start to go through it. Look at diet. We look at we look at sleep. We look at any possible exposure to chemicals. We look at possibly where they're, what part of the world they lived in. I've had a couple of cases where people were born in a part of the world where they got exposed to nuclear poisoning. And that obviously prevents a whole uh, that that presents a whole different level of challenge. So we have to first look at potential endocrine disruptors, like the obvious fires, right? And then the second thing that I look at is typically, okay, what nutrients are lacking in the diet? Not a, a lot of times because of all of these diet crazes and fat phobias and things like that there on there just aren't enough raw material the females aren't they don't have enough raw material to make the hormones they need in order to be healthy so i first start looking at there what are the levels of proteins and and healthy fats and healthy saturated fats and and those types of things and and then i get into okay what are they eating according to their metabolic makeup because here's the thing someone could be eating healthy but if they're not eating specifically for their individual physiology that quote-unquote healthy food can become a stressor which can then cause chronic stressor to the hormonal system and nervous system this is a very important distinction that i want you to understand one man's food can be another person's poison so it's very important that you understand your individual physiology because what may seem like a healthy option could actually be a physiological stressor that you may not be aware of aware of until it's presented itself in uh, in the form of a more complicated health challenge so this is where paying attention to detail and really understanding how your body is responding acutely to the foods that you're eating and when i mean acutely meaning how is your body responding within one to two hours after eating specific foods um, it's not a complicated process but it does just take some awareness training to then you know by having this skill set you'll be able to then 
track and be able to have this heightened level of awareness to where you can make better decisions and and more optimal decisions to keep your hormonal levels going and and all the other things that that come along with chronic well good decision making in terms of eating foods that balance out your physiology so that is key then once i get the diet addressed then i can start to I can start to look into potential support nutrients that will help balance out the physiology, support the physiology, support the metabolic pathways that that uh, support hormone healthy hormone function. A lot of times, um, one of the mistakes that I see people make is that they they end up skipping the steps that I've just mentioned and go right to the hormones and go right to um, trying to support pathways or in most cases they don't end up supporting them they end up jamming them and making them weaker because the foundation isn't in place you know it's an option and 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 you know obviously there's various reasons I mean if you go to a doctor and say hey I'm, I'm having hot flashes and xyz symptoms I mean traditional medicine goes that they're going to probably end up suggesting you go on some type of hormone treatment or and unless you're going to a really uh, alternative complementary complementary medicine practitioner where they may suggest a nutraceutical protocol before adding hormones but if i were a gambling man i would say that most of the time if you go to a traditional uh primary healthcare practitioner or or if they end up giving you an endo referral or an endocrinologist referral they're going to just slap you on hormones so again this has its time and a place but it's just my approach that if you're looking for long-term and fully supported protocols you have to start with what i'm talking about here if you want a deeper if you want deeper rooted healing in this challenge it would it will behoove you to maybe follow the approach that I'm mentioning here. Um, but that being said, so hormones are essentially the last the last uh, door that you go through before you know you, you're you're saying you're in the, you're at the end of your your solutions uh, docket. You know, there's tons of nutrients and there's tons of nutraceuticals that are whole food based, glandulars, and those types of things that I've that I've pulled many of women out of premenopausal, perimenopausal, and even menopausal symptoms with the use of no pharmaceutical drugs. I can't prescribe them anyway because I'm not a doctor, but I, because of through functional medicine and understanding nutrients and how nutrients supports pathways if you know what you're doing you can the the approach can be quite effective so by first taking this approach understanding what are your blocking factors what are the overt fires that need to be put out then address the nutritional stressors eliminate those provide nutritional support, provide uh, supplementation and and nutraceutical support, and then if needed, add in any pharmacological approaches. I think most women will get 
amazing and long-standing healing and deep-seated healing in balancing out their hormones in a very healthy, expansive, in a way that puts them in a position for long-term health and vitality. 